0: Life Audio. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Salty Saints Podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And today we are going to be talking about justice. about God's justice, about our sense of justice. I don't know. All those, all those things. Yeah,
1: I think everything justice, uh, justice
0: related. Yeah. And we'll get into what prompted that and why we're thinking about this. But first we're going to have a quick word from our sponsors. Hi everyone. If you've been injured in an accident, that was not your fault. Listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Like we just said, we're talking about justice. Uh but I kind of want to give what prompted me to think about this and uh it's it's a really hot topic right now or maybe I don't know, maybe not as hot of a topic as it probably should be. And in some circles probably more of a hot topic than it should be. Um I don't know. But the Epstein flight list that got leaked. Yeah. Of all the people that flew with epstein
1: i'll be honest with you i haven't even seen that now, i'm I, aware of epstein and what went on on then uh little
0: john's island or something like that was that it
1: that yeah that's the name of the island that really? pretty much he owns
0: now you've got me my oh yeah interest oh yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah so i'm i'm aware of that and what went on there and uh all the allegations and
0: Little St. James Island. Little St. James. Got it. There Little we go. John, not too far off. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that is... Uh, James, John, uh, you know. That was Red Robin. or uh, That was a Robin, Robin Hood, Hood. Red Robin Hood. Red Robin Hood. I'm an idiot. Okay, we're done. Quit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we're, we're doing this over <coughs> lunch, so Zach's <laughs> thinking about restaurants. I'm hungry, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, so what what kind of prompted this for me is that list getting leaked. Now, here's the deal. I have done... Very, and I mean very little research on that list. Somebody may listen to this and be like, you idiot, you don't understand. That list means X, Y, and Z. Okay, maybe it does. Here's my thing. I'm uneducated on the subject. We're just starting out there. But to my understanding of this list, it is a list of all the people that have flown with Epstein. And basically what I see happening now on the news uh, or in social media is people are immediately just damning anybody that flew on that, that's on that list. They're
1: automatically guilty. Right.
0: Now, while I am incredibly sure, not positive because I'm not God and I don't know all things, but I am sure most of the people on that list are guilty of some pretty heinous stuff. But I just want to make sure that we are keeping in mind that we need to Enough actual evidence to know someone is guilty of a crime. We're commanded that as Christians. And so that was the first thing that came to mind. I'm not saying whether the people on that list are guilty or innocent. What I'm saying is, we as Christians have a response that we're supposed to have to all sorts of verdicts of whether or not somebody's innocent or guilty. And there is a biblical means for figuring that sort of thing out. So
1: our question really is what does God say about justice? What yes. And how do you figure out who's lying, who's exactly. who's telling the truth and who is exactly. not exactly. telling the truth? Okay.
0: So this isn't really about the Epstein list. That's not just kind of got not what got me thinking about this. Yeah. Like. How do we know when somebody's like, legitimately guilty? Like, what, what does that look like? Um, I know we've talked about this a little bit on here before, but it just seems important to talk about again at this point in time because yeah. it's a hot topic. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, what does the Bible say about how we know if somebody is innocent or guilty? Fair enough. Good question. Good question. Shall we take a peek? Let's jump right cool, into it. Cool, cool, cool. So, if we look— in our Old Testament, in Exodus uh, 2, 3, I believe it is. Is that right? 2? then not sound right. That seems too early. Yeah. I might have written down the wrong number here. Exodus. Well, I've
1: actually got a different passage. Oh, pull it up. Pull it up. So it's Deuteronomy. The one that I have is Deuteronomy chapter 19. From verse 15
0: that's to the 21. One. Sorry, there is a reference of 2 to 3 in Exodus, but that's not.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, go. okay. You want the Deuteronomy passage? I do. In? Okay. I do. One witness is not enough to convict a man accused of any crime or offense that he may have committed. A matter must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If a malicious witness takes the stand to accuse a man of a crime, the two men involved in the dispute must stand in the presence of the Lord before the priests and the judges who are in office at that time. The judges must make a thorough investigation. And if the witness proves to be a liar, giving false testimony against his brother, then do to him as he intended to do to his brother you must purge the evil from among you the rest of the people will hear this and be afraid and never again will such an evil thing be done among you show no pity life for life eye for eye tooth for tooth hand for hand foot for foot
0: yeah yep um so as you can see god has a way that things are supposed to be handled it's a system that he has put in place that yield the best results for one, respecting the justice that God wants, right? But two, making sure that we don't start overreaching right. our own bounds. Right, like, right. We have a place in that system. The government has a place in that system. God has a place in that system. He's said it so, so, right? Um, but I think the reason all this exists is because, like, think about how many times throughout history justice isn't served. Oh, and my the, goodness. And then yeah. what happens, right? Like, you see an outreach of people that decide they're going to take justice into their own hands, like yeah. vigilante groups right, forming. And, right, right, Okay, here's a story. I'm from Seymour, Indiana. And uh, that is the place where the first... Uh, not not only is it the place where John Mellencamp's from, just saying. And, oh, and Katie Stamm, <laughs> 2009, Miss America, just saying. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, we got both. Her dad was my choir teacher. Pretty cool. Uh, oh, and she, she wished me luck uh right before the Mr. SHS pageant, which is a giant joke men's like beauty pageant, but there's no beauty part. It's just like got the talent and, and there's a gotcha. dance and all gotcha. that. Uh, and I won with her blessing. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but with all that stated, we were the location of the world's first train robbery. Seymour, Indiana, Indiana, the world's first train robbery. Oh
1: my goodness. I had no clue.
0: Yeah. So there was a gang called the Reno brothers and they robbed a train (laughs) and all the people on it and got all their money. And and it had become a thing. I don't think it was just a one-time thing. Like this was a thing they were doing regularly and the authorities weren't doing enough. And so a vigilante mob formed. They went out, they found them, they hung them. Oh, wow. And they killed all the Reno boys. And to this day, nobody knows where the Reno gold is. (laughs) is. No, seriously, we've got like a buried treasure story. Oh, my goodness. um, Which I think would make a great documentary, just saying. (laughs) Uh, But this is something people do. When justice isn't served or we don't feel that justice is served in the they appropriate way. take
1: it in their own hands.
0: Yeah. And God's saying, that's not for you to do. Yeah, um, I yeah, found yeah. a passage right here. It's Psalm uh, 37, eight through nine says, refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Don't fret. It leads only to evil for those who are evil will be destroyed. But those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. And I find it really interesting that God is saying those who are evil will be destroyed. I'll take care of that. Justice will be served. So don't put yourself in the camp with those evil people. <laughs> just let me deal with them. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So we we really need to just respect the boundaries God's laid.
1: One of the one of the things that impressed me from this uh, passage in Deuteronomy is after saying, okay, get witnesses, you got to get two or three witnesses who agree with each other to convict a man mm-hmm. of of uh, whatever crime you're accusing him of. And if they lie, they pay the penalty for the crime that they were accusing the man of.
0: Which is huge. Oh my gosh. Right? Like you, you had the That's
1: massive.
0: Oh my gosh. Like think how many crimes people have been jailed on where they were actually innocent because
1: yeah. Somebody the evidence
0: lied. wasn't really there. Somebody lied, whatever. Imagine how many less situations of that you would have today if there was something in place where it's like, oh, if you lie about this, you're going to prison for right. the time that they right. would have. Right. Oh, dude, you would fix so many problems that yeah. way. So yeah, I think that's super cool.
1: This passage, uh, it, it's kind of repeated in other passages. In fact, one of the Ten Commandments don't bear false testimony Mm -hmm. it it's not so much about lying in general it's about lying under oath it's about uh, taking uh perverting the justice system with a lie now it might also talk about lying in general
0: well even if it's just talking about lying in general it's still specific that it's pointed like it's pointed lying it's lying as testimony like yeah because generally you testify for or against someone. Right. Right? So like this is this is kind of a personal thing. It's like it's really a love your neighbor. And when you're giving false testimony you're not loving your That's
1: neighbor. That's right. That's right. Yeah. In the New Testament, uh Jesus actually picks up on this. Uh he says if uh um if your brother has something against you and you go to him and you try to reconcile and he doesn't then you go and you bring what two or three witnesses with you Hmm. now why does he say that because the next step is to go before the church and you'll have your witnesses in line then ah it's ah it's not just you against him you've got witnesses to back See, you up.
0: I've even preached on that and I've like I I understood why he was saying two to three witnesses. Yeah. But I'd never really considered like that you you are preparing for the next step that's right. That's case. right. Yeah. Um
1: Paul says Second Corinthians thirteen one. Uh this will be my third visit to you. Every matter must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. And then he goes on to talk about uh the judgment that he's going to bring when he comes. So uh, that judgment is in accord with the Old Testament. You get it in Hebrews 10, 28 as well. And then the last time that it occurs, um, it really kind of surprised me. I found this... I, I was reading a commentary that, that made this. In the book of Revelation, uh Revelation 11, there are two witnesses. Oh. And they are called two witnesses. So these two guys stand up and bring testimony against the evil of the world and for God. But there's two of them.
0: The Bible is so specific down to the finest tune detail. Um
1: listening to the Bible Project, every every new thing they have coming out, I do it. They talk about hyperlinks. Yeah. Uh things that just link with other passages. These are some of those hyperlinks. Unreal. That two witnesses in the book of Revelation goes all the way back to Deuteronomy. Let everything be decided by two witnesses. Here are two wist- witnesses who agree in what they say; they are telling the truth. God is good, man is bad.
0: <laughs> it, it's so cool too that like God, God practices what He preaches, right? Like He plays mm-hmm. the game that He has set in motion. That's right. That's right. So it's not like He's like He's not excluding Himself. From the law, because the law is a reflection of Him, right? Bingo!
1: Yeah, that's it exactly.
0: So when we live outside of that, we're not being image bear- we are not being appropriate image bearers of God, right? We're not reflecting right, right, Him right, well. Right, right. Yeah.
1: You go through the rest of the Old Testament, and you get a very, very consistent teaching that God is very interested in justice. So I was looking around in the Old Testament, I found passages like uh isaiah 56 1 i should have had that uh cued up here to to look um this is what the lord says maintain justice do what's right for my salvation is close at hand my righteousness will soon be revealed amos fifty twenty four, where he says let justice Flow like a river, mm-hmm. Micah six six to eight, where he said, "What does God want? God wants you to walk correctly. Uh, what what is it? I'm not I'm not remembering now. There's three oh, things oh, oh. that he talks about. This
0: is like the yeah do justice. Do, it, that's uh, it.
1: That's it." Uh, here it is, Micah 6, 6 to 8. Um, with what will I come before the Lord and bow before the exalted God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with 10,000 rivers of oil? Shall I even go so far as to offer the firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He showed you, O oh man, what is good. Was the Lord require you? Act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. What does God want you to do? He wants you to be just.
0: Well, you just mentioned that Amos passage as well. Yeah. And he's talking about, you know, let justice roar like a river, you know, all that. Yeah. But that's all either following or leading up to stating how much he doesn't care about their religion. That's like right. about their religious I don't care rights about
1: your sacrifices,
0: right, he's like, you know that stuff's great, and i'm I'm glad you do it, but yeah. like your heart's not in it, and therefore it's gross, <laughs> like I yeah. want you to be just yeah. and yeah. love people, right that's it's actually interesting when you get to like the fallen sons of God in uh psalm eighty two yeah that are controlling the nations. what's God's complaint with them? That you uphold the evil, you don't have mercy on the on the meek, and you don't uphold the weak. They
1: have not judged justly.
0: justly. Right. Yeah. It, I mean, so it's not just human standards, it's the right. standards he imposes upon his spiritual sons as well.
1: I found this passage. It's it's a little known passage. I really hadn't paid much attention to it before, but I absolutely love what it said because God uses a wordplay. Or Isaiah uses a wordplay. It's Isaiah 5-7. <coughs> Isaiah says, God speaking, I wanted judgment. And there he uses the Hebrew word mishpat. But instead I saw bloodshed. The Hebrew word mishpach. Interesting. I wanted justice. sedekah, But instead I heard cries. So he has this word play. This is what I look for. And you gave me the exact opposite. Now it sounds like it. And how descriptive is that of the way we actually live our lives? Yeah. We think we, it's the same thing. We think it's not. the same thing, but man, we're so far
0: gone. <laughs> That's the beauty of reading the old Testament in Hebrew. Yeah. Is yeah because it's yeah. so poetic, man.
1: And I don't do it well, but every once in a while when I find something like that, I think, oh, that's my so gosh, cool. that is cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, God
1: wants justice. He desires justice.
0: And it's not just that he wants it and he desires it. He will have it. Yeah. You know? And that's that's cool all within itself.
1: Uh, I know the church has been guilty of bad things throughout the ages. Uh, uh, the, the, I don't know how else to say it, that the pedophilia that in certain parts of the church has been rampant and
0: uh,
1: pride, pride,
0: you know, seeing ourselves as better, you know, holier than thou, like, and, and I don't mean holy in like the biblical sense. I mean, like, Judging in the wrong way, One up. Right? Like, yeah. not righteous judgment, but I'm better than you yeah. kind of thinking yeah. um, that's been present. The sure. church
1: has even been guilty of, of violence uh, the throughout the ages, and- the Crusades and the point is God holds us accountable for that, because God is a God of justice. Yeah. those who engaged in those acts will be held accountable for that even when they do it in the name of the lord even when they do it saying it's god i i think they get a little extra judgment i don't know if that's biblical or not but uh god is a god of justice and judgment and when we do something calling on his name as we do evil i think he's especially bad
0: (laughs) right you know and and i don't I hear you and I'm with you. uh, But I think we also have to be really careful. Like this doesn't promote legalism. Like it's still by the blood of Christ that we're forgiven and all sin is forgiven for, for those who are in Christ. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that God is just like, Oh yeah, that never happened. Like, I know we get into like, you know, he puts it as far as the East is from the West, but like if we're, if we're not, if we don't recognize the sin that we've committed, I, I think he's going to scold us. I do think we're going to be reminded oh, yeah. of the evil that we've committed. Are we still saved by the blood of his son? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But it doesn't, like, undo it. Right. You know? And, and that means we're putting evil out in the
1: world. But there's even a section, in uh, Jesus talks about this. Uh, what is it? Not everyone that says to me, "Lord, Lord," uh, I forget the rest of the verse, but it's in, it's in the context of judgment. And what he's saying is, when we, when we do things, when we do evil things in God's name, it's still evil.
0: Right, right, yeah.
1: That doesn't make it right.
0: No, and so I mean. I think the theme that you're going to see with a lot of these passages about God's judgment is just reminding us of our place in His judgment. Is that like, yes, we are called to be righteous judges among people. You hear people say a lot, "Judge not, you know, lest you be judged." Right. You right. know, so people will take that and run with it and say, "Oh, well, I'm not supposed to like have an opinion on you know the the faults of others." Well, that's not really true. What is true is you're not supposed to go around seeing others as less than you. You're supposed to recognize that we're all sinners condemned by a perfect God and that there's only salvation found in the sacrifice of Christ. And so when we put our faith in him as Lord, now we're, now we're clean, but it's not by us. It's by him. Right. So we can't brag. We can't think we're better than other people. The only reason I'm saved is because of Jesus. So when it talks about that, you know, don't judge lest you be judged. The concept there is don't look at others as less than you because of their faults. But we're still called to be able to point out wicked behavior and say, God doesn't want this. Turn away from this. We've been commanded by the Lord to turn away from this. And it's not looking down on them. It's trying to steer them into righteousness.
1: Right. I I think the passage in the Sermon on the Mount, when Jesus says that don't judge, that you don't be judged. Mm -hmm. It occurs in the context when he says, uh, why do you look at your brother's eye, try to take the the fleck, the splinter out of your other's eye when you have a branch sticking out of your own eye? Now, your brother still has a fleck. There is still something wrong there. All Jesus is saying is, pay attention to your own eye. Take a look at your own situation. And, uh, take that, uh, branch, that log out of your eye so that you can see more clearly to help your brother.
0: Right. Right. Like the, the idea is focused first on your own faults mm-hmm. and try to walk righteously, you know, do what we've been commanded to do before looking at other people and thinking like, why are they so screwed up? Look, right. I've got right. it all together.
1: Paul says the same thing in Galatians 6. He says, uh, uh, don't, uh, how is it he says it there? Uh, Be careful how you judge your brother. Judge yourself first. Uh, Oh, let me find it here. Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. But watch yourself. You may be tempted carry each other's burden, in this way you'll fulfill the law of Christ. So it's not necessarily that we don't hold each other accountable. We are to hold each other accountable. But we're to do it in the spirit of humility. We're to do it recognizing that we also fall.
0: Right. Right. Um, and, and so, I mean, when, when we take that humble i mean that's what we're called to be right biblically is we're we're to be humbled we're to recognize that we're nothing special jesus is special yeah and so when we have that humble nature when we see ourselves as these lowly people that have just been saved by god it's it's got nothing to do with us um i think we look at other people through more loving eyes even when what they've done is horrible um and so this kind of leads me to think of and and I don't want to jump ahead or anything so you know feel free to pull back the reins here after I say this yeah. but it just reminds me is like that God says that vengeance is his. Um when we look at Romans 12:19 through 21 it says dear friends never take revenge leave that to the righteous anger of God for the scriptures say I will take revenge I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. And what I think is so cool about that is it just shows like, hey, let, let God worry about yeah. justice being served. Your job, my job, is to love sinners. Doesn't mean say do, what they did is fine. Doesn't mean we have to think that everything that is good, we can say, hey, what they did was absolutely evil. And guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to choose to love them.
1: I'm that not going to hate them. Very next verse just kind of sums it up. Don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil
0: with good. Amen. <clears throat> yeah.
1: That's what we're supposed to do.
0: Right. And that can be really hard. That can be yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's so tempting in the throes of anger to let it all out. Yeah. Just unload. It feels good even in the moment, but then afterwards you're just left wanting, right? Like it's just
1: gross. So the Bible talks a lot about justice. Old Testament, there are two words. Uh, tzedek is uh, the word for righteous, righteousness. Mishpat, uh, Shafat is to judge, and Mishpat is a judgment, and that's frequently translated as uh, justice as well. New Testament, the word dikaiosune is uh, justice, and it also means righteousness, which I think is really interesting. Just real quick, maybe a five minute summary. In the Old Testament, you get legislative justice. Or in other words, um, justice is laid out for us in a series of laws. Exodus 21, 1. This is right after the Ten Commandments and just before what's known as the Book of the Law, which is Exodus 20 to 23. These are the laws, the mishpat, the judgments, literally. These are the judgments that you're to set before him. And we have a series, three chapters of this is what you do in this situation. And it's, my gosh, if we would live by those rules, things would be so much better for us. There is juridical justice or justice meted out in a jury. Uh, a judge makes a decision and that is justice. uh Leviticus 19 verse 15 says uh don't pervert justice don't show partiality to the poor or favoritism to the great judge your neighbor fairly so mm. justice and equity are together. Distributive justice that's justice in the sense of a judgment uh, the judge says this is what's right this is what's going to happen and somebody suffers and somebody benefits Jeremiah 22 three is an example of that uh, there Jeremiah says this is what the Lord says do what's just and right." Rescue from the hand of his oppressor, the one who's been robbed. Do no wrong or violence to the alien, the fatherless, or the widow. Don't shed innocent blood in this place. There is natural justice. And this one is really, really strange. You get the story of Tamar. Do you remember Tamar in the mm-hmm. Old Testament? Tamar is. Uh, Judah's daughter-in-law mm-hmm. and she marries Judah's oldest son and he dies she marries Judah's second son because that's what was supposed to happen uh, if she dies without uh, uh, a child uh, Judah's oldest son would not uh, be able to carry on his life So the second son is to give her a child. Well, the second son is named Onan. And scripture says very pointedly that when they would have intercourse, he would withdraw and spill his semen on the ground because he did not want to give her a child. She didn't have a child. He became the oldest, and he would get more.
0: Ah. So it's selfishness. So
1: it's selfishness. And he also died. Scripture says the Lord took his life. Hmm. So Judah's got a third son. Third son is a teenager. He says, uh, You have to wait till he grows up. But in Judah's mind, he's thinking, I gave her two of my sons and they both are dead now. I'm not going to do that again. So Judah's lying to her. And in the story, Tamar dresses up like a prostitute, meets Judah in the field. Judah goes to her and she says, what are you going to pay me? And he says, well, I don't have anything on me here. You can take my signet ring. That's, that's like his driver's license. It's his ID. It's what he uses to identify himself when he signs something, drops wax on the paper, presses the signet ring on it. That's his signature. Take my signet ring. And, uh, when I go back to my flock, I'll send you a young goat. She says, okay. He goes to her. She gets pregnant. He sends the young goat. She's long gone. And the, the servants that he sent the young goat with say, where's the temple prostitute that was here? And the people of the town say, we don't have a temple prostitute. I don't know who, uh, Judah went to, but it wasn't associated with us. Well, she goes into hiding. And eventually it comes out that she's pregnant. Judah gets all upset and he says uh, uh, she deserves to die. So they get ready to burn her. And she says, before you burn me, here's the man who got me pregnant. And hence, Judah's personal ID to whoever was going to light the fire, they take it to Judah. He looks at it and he says, she is more righteous than I am. It's this word. It's the word sedekah. She is more righteous than I am. That's natural righteous. Now we look at what went on there. There is not much righteousness there. But what Judah is saying is she's in the right. I'm in the wrong. Uh let her live because she doesn't have my son's descendant now, but she's got my descendant, and she lived the rest of her life as a single woman, but that son grew up, actually twin sons that she had uh grew up so uh that's natural justice uh there is a sense of right and wrong, and at that point, Judah was saying. Looking at this naturally, she's more in the right than I am. Mm. So don't kill her. But there's one more use of justice, and that we really get in the New Testament, although it does occur in the Old Testament as well. Psalm 15 starts out by saying, who is the one who is right? (coughs) And it goes on to explain, it's the one who acts fairly the one who worships in the temple, the one who follows God, there is a personal sense of justice, a personal righteousness. In the New Testament, one of the words for salvation is actually the word justification, which means when we are justified, we are recognized as right before God because Jesus' sacrifice makes us right, but also God makes us right. He puts within us his law. He writes his commands on our hearts, and he says, now, live this way. Christians are to live justly because we've been justified. So that's kind of just a real wide sweep of uh, what scripture says about justice. We are to be just because he made us just.
0: Mm. Yeah. It's not a quality in and of ourselves. No, we are unjust. Yes. Yeah. I mean, how, wow. I hadn't even really considered going here, but yeah, we really kind of have to consider the fallenness of man in all this well that's
1: like, the way that whole passage in romans 3 starts out there is none righteous not right even one right so it goes back to justice there's no just man
0: yeah so among men, justice can't exist No, not in its truest form
1: we're too selfish in, in
0: a natural sense like you were talking about between like tamar and judah where there can be one who is more right than the yeah, other yeah right? yeah yeah but but even she acted like a prostitute exactly <laughs> so it's like that's that's us in our fallenness, yeah, you know that's we're just scrambling, trying yeah. to do our best, but with God, we can see what true justice looks like through his law, through his example in Jesus Christ, and try to hold to that through uh, listening to the holy spirit and I really think that i
1: am I've got this huge massive about an inch thick study because one Over a period of about four years, I actually studied uh, the concept of justice in the Old Testament and the New Testament. I went through and I looked up every verse and I wrote them all down and it's about an inch thick. What justice boils down to is do what God says. If we do what God says, we'll be just. Hmm. We'll do the right thing.
0: Right. And the reason Christ is just is because he did that. That's right. Well, that's not, he's just because he's God, but like, yeah, but he did what God said. He did what he was supposed to do. Yeah. We can't. No. So it's through him that we can.
1: We are are. made (laughs) righteous by grace. Right. But then we're called to be righteous. We're called to be what we are. Right. He made us righteous. So go be righteous. Right.
0: Yeah. I love that. So what do we do with this? Well, I kind of got you off track of where you were
1: um, talking about righteousness. And,
0: and, I don't uh, think you got me off track. Oh, okay. No, oh, I mean, okay. I, I mean, my, I think that last passage I read was, what, what's God's part in this? What's our part in this? Right. That's really what I think it lays out. Yeah, it is. is it does. What, what's God's part in this? So what's that verse again? He's, yeah, I'll read it again. Um, Ooh, maybe I'll read it again. Maybe Romans Justice is mine. Romans twelve nineteen through twenty one. Um Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it's written, Vengeance is mine. I were I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy's hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Um, I it, it was King James, so I yeah. made it. I made it rational oh, it. by the I end of it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I'm, got a little more modern there at the end. But point being, like God is the one who is going to see to absolute justice. God is the one when our governments fail, when our governments are not just, when. Yeah, this person's totally guilty, but they walk. When, you know, you are treated poorly and nobody saw it, God did. God sees it. God sees the need for and justice.
1: And he cares and he will take
0: care of he it. He will take care of it. Nothing, nothing is going to go undone. Everything is going to be sought to. Justice will be had at the end of the day. What are you supposed to do? you're supposed to act out of love. Now, does that mean,
1: you know... So should a Christian never go to court?
0: Uh, they should, actually. Uh, I think if justice is not being done... But, okay, you're putting it in the hands of a court at that point to do with it Properly through the judicial right, system, right? You aren't going and stealing back what's been stolen from you. You right. aren't going to like. You aren't doing it. You're doing it through the proper means, at least through our government, right? Even if it's different from what's written in, you know, in Deuteronomy. It's still, you know, God says, "Listen to your governments. Do you know? Do, oh, yeah. do what yeah, your yeah. government says. Abide by your laws, right? Like, unless they go directly well, against it. Paul
1: says that. Paul says, obey the government." Mm-hmm. And the Caesar during Paul's ministry was Nero. Right. And he still says,
0: respect the king. <laughs> right. Well, there's a certain respect, right? But at the same time, it's like when things are directly contradicting, like, okay, like in Daniel, when when Daniel and his friends are told, you know, bow before this golden idol, that's the government telling you. Yeah. And they say, no, no. <laughs> you can kill us. Right. We'll respect that law. Pharaoh. Because we broke the law. You can I, kill us. I love this one. Pharaoh said, kill all of
1: the Hebrew babies, all the Hebrew baby boys and the midwives would go in and they'd deliver them and let them go. When the Pharaoh talked to him about it and said, oh, those Hebrew women are so strong. By the time we get there, the baby's born. <laughs> <laughs> they flat out lied. But God protected them because there was a higher law to obey
0: right and so was was the lying just no it was still a sin still a lie but 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 it was doing justice in their their (laughs) natural justice they in their human state in their human world doing the best they can with their human lives yeah did what was most just in that situation
1: um so it can be messy
0: oh it gets super (laughs) messy and like yeah. I mean, I don't want to go too deep into that because I, I, people I can it. start like rationalizing right, anything right. at that point, but that's not the deal. the The point is be just. That's what we're commanded to do. What's the best way to do that? Love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. Even when they're wrong, even when they are in the wrong, even when they are unjust, unrighteous, they deserve punishment. God says, love them. That will do more damage to them than any kind of evil you could repay. That'll
1: heap burning coals of, or or burning heaps of coal on their head. Right.
0: And at best, right? Okay, let's say through loving our neighbor, what happens? Well, maybe they come around and they come to know the goodness of God, and they trust in his righteousness and in what he's done, and they become believers, and then now they're forgiven of their sins, right? That's the very best situation. The very worst case scenario is they go their whole life and they do evil their whole lives and then they die. And then they go to meet the judge of the universe Yep. and he will have his vengeance. That's right. He will have his justice. It will be perfect. It will be right. It will be better than you could have ever done. It's going to be what needs to happen. Um, that's promised to us by God. With that said, um, that doesn't mean we don't get to be upset about injustice in the world, we should be upset about injustice in the world because that's the heart of God. He's upset about it. He wants us to be upset about it. But even in our sadness and our sorrow and our anger at injustice, we act out of love. Yeah. And we let governments do what governments have been commissioned to do. Yep. And we let God do what God does. We play the role we've been given, which ain't much. (laughs) <laughs> just I mean it's that's the case like at least in that in that scenario like right, right. we're just to love
1: I I would say we are called to act justly and part of that means when we have a chance to affect a just action in our culture in our society we should engage in that through pop, through proper means, right? Through proper means. Right. Like yeah.
0: I see people like uh like Apologia, Apologia Studios. Kudos to them out standing on corners talking about yep. the fact that look, hey, abortion is not actually overturned. Like right. it's still happening. We're not going to stop until it is seen as murder and as the killing of innocent human beings. Right. Um kudos to them for standing out there and doing that. But they're not spitting on people. They're not, not fighting bombing. people. They're not bombing people. <laughs> they're not saying, we're going to go in there and we're going to kill the abortionists. No, no. Yeah. they're doing it through the system of government, through yeah. trying to inform people, through trying to show people the truth of God's word. Like, that's the right way to affect change in the yeah. world. Yeah. And that's the right way to combat injustice. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, isn't that what's most loving, too, is to tell someone the truth? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, even if it's not gritty. loving
1: someone, sometimes implies that you hurt them. I have a friend who hurt said
0: maybe emotionally. Yeah, not I physically. have a friend
1: <laughs> who says, uh, and and I think he's absolutely right. He said there is a big difference between hurt and injury. God doesn't call you to injure someone, but He might call you to hurt them because sometimes the truth hurts right it hurts them emotionally and you recover from hurt injuries you don't always recover from right so don't injure but sometimes we do have to be willing to hurt
0: yeah yeah i'm sorry we just have to be so careful with that not physically no 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 no. i know i know dude but i know how people twist stuff up and i gotta be careful like do not Touch (laughs) anybody? I don't do that. No, no,
1: that's not what we're talking about. That's injury. Right? Exactly. That's all injury. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah,
0: but the truth is not always pleasant to hear, and it's exactly what we all need. Jesus is the embodiment of truth. Um, You know. So you know, with that with that whole Epstein thing that started this whole deal, like, yeah, uh, yeah, we should be deeply, deeply upset by the injustice that happened through all that we should we should hate it we should hate it god hates evil right we should hate evil um we should put officials in place that will do something about it we should vote that we should do something about it we should raise a stink about it that yeah. the right thing should happen
1: write your congressman
0: right Um, but we should also be very careful that we have enough evidence to actually know what people are doing is wrong. If we got it, great. We got them and they need to, they need to, they need to pay, they need to pay for that, um, through a actual judicial system. And you know what? Even if our government fails to do it, God won't.
1: That's right.
0: And that's just one example. That's absolutely. And God doesn't
1: need one or two witnesses
0: because he, he saw it. He saw it. And guess what? He's three witnesses. <laughs> Bingo. You got it. You got it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I have never thought about that until just now, but that's wild. Okay. All right. So there's that. Um, I don't have anything else. I, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Look, go love people, and God is going to make sure that justice is served at the end of the day. But do what you can within your legal, righteous means. Yeah. Y'all, we love you. Hope you have a great week. Uh, make sure to check us out at salty saints podcast.com and go check out our friends at lifeaudio.com. They got lots and lots of fun podcasts over there. All sorts of things about just walking the Christian walk. Living life, raising families, studying, history stuff. Some of it's just fun listening stuff. Uh, But get over there, check them out. And until next time, stay salty. Hi, I'm Beckett Cook, host of The Beckett Cook Show. I lived as a gay man in Hollywood for many, many years until I had a radical encounter with Jesus 13 years ago. Since then, I've gotten my master's degree in seminary and published a book called A Change of Affection. On my podcast, The Becca Cook Show, I sit down with fascinating Christian scholars and thinkers to address the lies of the culture and bring the biblical truth to bear on those lies. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for The Becca Cook Show on your favorite podcasting platform.